This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. This week's episode is brought to you once again by the folks at Tee Public. Every week, mm-hmm. they've been giving us a different shirt design to put on sale for our listeners. And this week is no different. Because this week we have an Animaniac shirt. Ooh, what's it, it called? It is called Animaniacs. <laughs> ah, <okay>. um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's basically, we've talked about it before in the show, it's a really awesome design. It shows the Warners, and they're kind of in a 1930s reimagined uh, Popeye Fleischer look, mm-hmm. kind of. Well, they all, they all look very cute and uh, just a little bit different, but I love this design. Uh, it's it's super cute, and you can get it in a t-shirt design if you'd like, uh, but you can also get it in many other design, you know, objects yes <laughs> products as well mugs and stickers and sweaters exactly and... i got i actually do own this design i bought it from t public a while ago and has have it as a sticker and i don't have a locker anymore so what i decided to do is just put my sticker on the inside of uh, my bathroom mirror so perfect now whenever i open up my mirror i see this design right there uh, staring right back at me so it's an awesome design and you can check it out and other designs by simply going to tpublic.animaniacast.com and uh, check that and uh, other designs out and we thank you tpublic for your support and welcome, everybody, to episode 51 of the Animaniacast. It's Brannamaniacs. Nutritionally, it lacks. But this cereal attacks all of your digestive tracts. It's Brannamaniacs. My stomach's in painy. Brannamaniacs. Welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast that is dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. Here we explore the series episode by episode, revisiting all the cultural references and gags that we could find, and in the end, give each episode a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. I could do this in Japan with Godzilla and Rodan. <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hi. <laughs> Would you, could you, though, uh, holding a metal rod or no. a cod in a metal rod, though, Nathan? <laughs> it's too dangerous. <laughs> it is very dangerous. Well, anyway, today we are going to be talking about episode 51 of Animaniacs, which includes, among many things, uh, a commercial for a, a delicious cereal. Uh, it also features the Warners and the Beanstalk and uh, Slappy Squirrel coming up against uh, Daniel Boone in Frontier Slappy. What do you guys think about today's episode in a few words? Nathan. It's a fun one. <laughs> it's a fun one? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> and Kelly, what about you? Um, <laughs> wow. Um, it, it, it was all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're going to get right into it. Today's episode was, I I thought it was pretty darn good, but let's go ahead and get to when this first premiered. Hmm. So, Nathan. 
Yes. Tell us, when did this episode first premiere? So this episode premiered on Thursday, February 10th, 1994, which was just three days after Whitney Houston wins the American Music Award and Howard Stern stops a would-be jumper on the George Washington Bridge and just two days after Jack Nicholson uses a golf club to attack a car. <laughs> wow. I don't remember any of those things. Well, they all happened. <laughs> I'm sure there's some Howard Stern fans out there that that maybe can remember. That. <laughs> My guess is Howard Stern, uh, you know, if he helped talk somebody off a bridge, that he probably, you know, talked about it quite a bit. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised. He probably put it in his movie Private Parts or his book Private maybe. Parts. I haven't seen any of those. Yeah. So. None of us, I think, are, are huge Howard Stern fans or anything like that. But I am now oh, that he saved us. <laughs> he saved somebody. <laughs> well, today's episode has, a, a you know, two major segments. But before we get to any of that, we have a uh, quick commercial, uh, which is for a delicious cereal called Branamaniacs. Morning, Skippy. Hi, Aunt Slappy. What's for breakfast? A brand new cereal from Smellogs, Branamaniacs. And basically it's Slappy talking to Skippy about this delicious new cereal that has a, a an enormous uh, you know amount of bran and these sugar cube heads of Slappy Squirrel. Uh, and... Well, they they eat some of it, and it get has the well, it has a get up and go feeling. Yeah, they right? have that get up and go feeling immediately. <laughs> so they they immediately have to get up and go and run off to the restroom, and yeah, their stomach was in painy at the end. <laughs> uh, a cute commercial. I don't know. What do you guys have anything? Any uh, moments in this uh, cartoon that you thought were particularly funny or anything, or just remind you of any? Particular- it reminded me of. Uh, cereal commercials you know what commercial reminded me of <laughs> a, ser- a, a different a different cereal parody commercial which was uh the commercial colon blow uh on saturday night live do you remember this at all no. nathan kelly and this is phil hartman phil hartman is eating us eating some cereal and they, it was kind of like the uh, parody of the cereal total cereal where it was like you'd have to eat this many bowls of cereal to equal you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I remember this. And now. then it would take over thirty thousand bowls to eat that much. You'd have to eat ten bowls a day every day for eight and a half years. Wow! I think I get the picture. Colin Bow must be the highest fiber cereal on the market. Not anymore. Now that there's new Super Colon Blow. Super Colon Blow. It would take over two and a half million bowls of your oat brand cereal to equal the fiber content of one bowl of Super Colon Blow. I'm convinced. Colon Blow and you in the morning. Colon Blow and new Super Colon Blow. Warning, may cause abdominal distension. Consult a physician. It's a very funny commercial and i i saw a box of colon blow at, at one of the stores recently huh. once it was a totally fake box it was like you know it was in a candy store i forget but <laughs> apparently you can't get it but i don't know a cute any kelly any any moments in this cartoon that you thought were cute or anything oh well the the little faces that look you know look like slappy for some reason they reminded me of um i don't know i guess flintstone vitamins or, oh, or yeah. those kinds of things that you know, just the, um, like, food or, or whatever in the shape of characters. 
And so it just put me in the mind of Flintstone vitamins. You know, it. They, I will say this. They really did look kind of tasty. <laughs> as, <really. laughs> as, as much as you're not supposed to like this cereal, when I saw those sugar cube slappies, I was like, I would probably actually eat this cereal if I saw like little... Yeah, like if it actually existed. existed like... I'd eat it. I'd eat, especially with with uh, how Animaniacs fans have gotten older over the years and we need more bran in our diet. Exactly. I think Branimaniacs would actually be very successful. Yeah. Personally. They could maybe decrease the amount of get up and go that you have. <laughs> but <laughs> And my favorite line in this is uh, when Skippy says, Do we get paid for that? You don't. But just look at what's inside. <laughs> um, so... But I guess there must be child labor laws or something like that in these commercials that Skippy or he didn't sign the contract or something. <laughs> she has power of attorney. I don't know, but Skippy or Slappy, I should say, is taking advantage of the situation. Um, but a, a cute little thing, and uh, the first time we, I guess, we see a not only a parody of cereal but a parody of their the Animaniacs their song. theme song. Yeah. yeah, they've gotten to that point where they start making fun of themselves, which is <laughs> kind of cool. Well, let's go ahead and get to our first major segment of the day, and that is called the Warners and the Beanstalk. And the Warners and the Beanstalk was written by Deanna Oliver, and it was directed by Barry Caldwell. And Nathan, yes, tell us, what the heck happens in... The Warners and the Beanstalk. Oh boy, it's it's a crazy story. So the the Warners have this cow that they need to sell for some money or food or something. So they get three beans, and I guess they're magic beans. Apparently, it's kind of like uh, this beanstalk just starts growing out of the ground, and then they're taken into the clouds and. They see this castle, and there's a giant in it. They uh, they they have to convince the giant not to eat them. And they also kind of want to steal this harp that looks like uh, the nurse and a golden goose that lays golden eggs. I guess it's not golden goose. But anyways, <laughs> the giant is going to eat them until they convince him, or they try to convince him to eat uh, gold eggs and meat. And... Uh, he does not like gold eggs and meat. So they do this whole kind of green eggs and ham-esque kind of thing going off and going all over the world trying to figure out where he would eat gold eggs and meat. And eventually he tries them, he likes them, and then he's too heavy to fit in the clouds and he falls down and there's no more giant. So then the city is happy, everyone's happy. The end. The end. Yep. <laughs> I, it it kind of reminds... I mean, let's face it, it was... It wasn't just gold eggs and meat. It was gold eggs and spam. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I really wanted the giant just to go, I don't like spam! <laughs> but... Spam, 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 Anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, it was, a, it was a cute cartoon. There was a, a, a few uh, cultural references in here that we'll kind of go over here uh, quickly. First of all, this is a, a callback or a parody or a send-up, whatever you want to call it, to uh, Mickey and the Beanstalk. A lot of it uh. was incredibly similar to that in the uh, movie Fun and Fancy Free and there have been many versions of this over the over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, the the version that uh, I know I particularly like the most 
is with Edgar Bergen and uh, Charlie McCarthy uh, in, in the original Funny and Francie Free one with the ventriloquist dummies. Okay, yes. that's what I thought. Yes. Uh, that one's the funniest one. Just mm-hmm. go ahead and just see that. But there are other versions such as um, Ludwig von Trake. Yeah, that one's uh, a good one. Yeah, he's, he has, you know, that one's funny as well. So in this version right here, we have Jim Cummings, however, doing a Sterling Holloway-like narrator. Uh, and Jim Cummings, of course, uh, you know, does the voice of Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. In case you couldn't tell, Sterling yeah. Holloway also uh, was the original voice of Winnie the Pooh. So, mm. and I think there might be a Sterling Holloway version of a narration of Mickey and the Beanstalk as well. But again, there was many different versions of it. Um, one particular shot was almost exactly like uh, Mickey and the Beanstalk. It's when they're going right over to the the castle, and uh, Yakko and Wacko go up the first stair and then they reach down to grab dot. Mm. And that is in the uh, Mickey and the Beanstalk. I think it's uh, Mickey and Goofy. Goofy I think pick reach, up Donald. Yeah. They reach down so. for Donald up at the stairs. And so they, you know, they, they hit those same beats. The hello nurse as the harp looks very similar to the harp in uh, Mickey uh, and the Beanstalk are fun and fancy free. So, you know, very similar. I mean, it, it obviously, you know, was a parody of that stuff. They mentioned other people too, like Aaron Spelling. Like, this must be Aaron Spelling's house. And Aaron Spelling, uh, of course, was the producer of Beverly Hills 90210, which they referenced many times on this show because Aaron Spelling was, well, very popular in the early 90s. He had a, he had a few very popular shows, I should say. And uh, then they go inside and they say, this must be Tori's dressing room and Tori spelling today. Well, I don't know if anybody under the age of 25 would know who she is. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, she, she was, <laughs> she was on Beverly Hills, 90210 and, uh, was, uh, it, you know, is, I should say Aaron spelling's daughter. So yeah, it, that's why they thought they were going inside Aaron spelling's house still at that point. So, um, the bean salesman, uh, once again, it's uh, Rob Paulson doing a Pat Buttram voice. Again, mm-hmm. we talked about Pat Buttram. I think that Pat Buttram voice appears pretty much in every third episode of Animaniacs yeah. at some point. <laughs> okay, tell you what, I'll give you a bean for that cow. A bean? A bean? You should be ashamed of yourself. Why, she's worth at least uh, three beans. Deal. That's. Pretty much it. Oh, there's a few other quick little ones. I mean, you were mentioning gold eggs and meat, which, you know, is a green eggs and ham mm-hmm. reference. Uh, and uh, the Godzilla uh, looks a lot like the dragon in the previous uh, Animaniacs cartoon, Sir Yaxalot. And there's also a Japanese general uh, showing, you know, trying to get people to move from one location to the other. Who looks a lot like that? Uh, it's in fact, I think it's the same Japanese general that they see when they uh, walk into the room in Sir Yaks a lot as well. So mm. you know, there's some c- good connections right there. I thought it was good that Godzilla was the dragon from Sir Yaks a lot because Sir Yaks a lot it was a robot dragon, and yeah. in this he's you know Godzilla is it's like a robot suit, right? So Maybe, yeah, it's probably a guy in a suit. It's a guy like... in a suit, so it's a guy in a suit each way. So. I thought it was kind of a <laughs> kind of a weird kind of connection. Um, uh, at the very end, they mentioned Merv Griffin's autograph. 
As mayor of the village of the happy and rich, I am proud to present the three Warners with... Five Beans and Merv Griffin's autograph. Doesn't anyone ever get cash in fairy tales? It's on a dry cleaning receipt. Mm. Uh, which I thought was like, good. like so Merv Griffin was just obviously signing for his dry cleaning mm-hmm. and they kept the receipt so that they could have his <laughs> autograph and give it to the Warners as a prize. Um, but uh, Merv Griffin was a creator of one of Kelly's favorite shows. I, I know, I know. Go I ahead. Know. <laughs> Jeopardy. <laughs> Jeopardy. <laughs> and uh, Wheel of Fortune is the other one, I believe. And of course, he was a talk show host. Uh, for uh, a while and uh, appeared in one of uh, Steve Martin's uh, funnier movies, The Man with Two Brains, I believe. Uh, yes. Who is he? I don't want to, I don't want to do a spoiler alert. I oh, think okay. he's, he's, he has, he's, he's in the movie. Let me just say that. <laughs> it's a very weird appearance. That whole movie is weird. Though. Uh, I think I remember. Him yeah. Now. You remember him now. Okay. So anyway, so that's Merv Griffin. Um, well, guys, what do you guys think? What are your favorite moments in this? What are your favorite gags? What do you like about the Warners and the Beanstalk? I thought it was funny when the harp tells them to place her gently on the ground and they knock her off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Please, we must leave before the giant wakes. Lower me safely to the floor. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> just that 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 scream that Tress McNeil had as as the harp was very funny. Yeah, that was um, really good. I liked how they kept getting paid in beans. It was like the currency. Of, <laughs> yeah. like, it starts at two. They negotiate to three. Yeah, and then the harp says, "I'll give you for rescuing me. I'll give you four beans." Four beans. <laughs> and then at the very end, other than getting Merv Griffin's autograph, mm-hmm. they get five beans. Yeah. So the the amount of beans increasing, I thought was a was a funny uh, gag. Yeah. Um, I really like the 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 quick gag of, "Are you pretty?" Are you pretty? Yes! We'll be right there! Is there a handsome man in there too? No. I'll wait out here. I like that idea that Doc can't be bothered. She's gonna just wait outside and read her Cosmopolitan magazine or something like that while they they go do the, all that stuff. It was, um, it was fun having Ralph as the giant. I don't know. Which really, who else could it have yeah, been? Yeah, exactly. It's a perfect... It was a perfect... Even, and he looks the most like the Mickey Mouse giant. Oh, definitely. Like, sure. The original uh, Mickey Mouse... Oh, gosh. And I, I know that somebody out there listening knows the name of the giant. Mm. Uh, I, I knew he has a... His... Willie. I think his name is Willie. Because I think... Sure. It is. Because Mickey, <laughs> Mickey calls him Willie. He goes, Willie! Anyway. <laughs> Random pieces of information inside Joey's head, ladies and gentlemen. So, yes. I, I can remember that. Anyway... <laughs> I smells yakko wakko and dot. Don't you mean fee fi full fum? Yeah, but it don't rhymes with dot. It was just a, uh, I don't know, I just little little moments. I mean, the green eggs and ham part was was funny. Mm-hmm. I like the part where they're standing on top of a a, 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 a giant cliff. The San Andreas Fault. Oh with yeah, the side assault. With a side of salt. Oh, okay. Or I'm talking about the cod and the rod. Mm, the That's, cod and the I really rod. Like, although I do like the San Andreas fault part because, uh, and I didn't even catch it the first time I watched it, but the Warners are standing inside a doorway, mm. which is what you're supposed to do 
Nathan, at an earthquake. In an earthquake. Okay. That's why they were standing in a door, that like in the middle of the desert, because it's the safest place to be in an earthquake. Um, <laughs> now I know Nathan, you've you've we've been to Disneyland once or twice where there's been an earthquake, and I don't remember it. I don't. I sleep right through them. Have you ever been through an earthquake at all, Kelly? Yeah, I've felt too here in Georgia. Wow. Um, I woke up one time in the middle of the night and like my whole bed was shaking. And so I was thinking it was like the ceiling fan going really fast, like maybe on the floor below me or something. Yeah. But, and um, then my next thought was, oh, it must be like a ghost because that's the <laughs> next thing I think of and not earthquake here in Georgia. And, and you know, you're half asleep and you're like, what is going on? And um, another there time my, my computer desk was shaking against the wall and um, everything was kind of rattling and, and you know, you, I go online and say, yep, sure enough, there was an earthquake. It, I think both of them, uh, like one happened, I think the epicenter was like in Tennessee or something. Um, um, so it was a little north. And then the other one um, was down in um, a little bit south of the, the Florida panhandle. So, so it, this is what happens. Really this is what happens when you watch Poltergeist at a young age. And you immediately <laughs> think ghosts are in the house and not I an know, earthquake. Right? Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, that's funny because I wouldn't think earthquakes in Georgia. I mean, yeah, I didn't uh, either. That, that was like the last thing I thought of. Yeah, I wasn't. I was in, I was in uh, Berkeley once. Uh, spent a summer in Berkeley, and there was an earthquake, and I slept right through it. But my uh, cousin woke up. I mean, they know what to do in an earthquake. They they get into the doorway right away, and, and so the next morning they're like, "Did you hear the feel the earthquake, Joey?" I'm like, "What earthquake?" <laughs> so apparently, it freaked everyone else out, and I just I I can sleep through anything. Uh, so there you go. How about with a dash of salt on the San Andreas fault? No, not with a dash of salt on the San Andreas Fault. It does not like gold eggs and meat. It's you who I would like to eat. Uh, any other moments that you guys kind of thought was cool? Nathan's shaking his head in disgust. No. Yeah. no. Oh, God. <laughs> well, in that case, let's go ahead and move over to our next cartoon, and it is entitled Frontier Slappy. Frontier Sloppy was written by John P. McCann and was directed by Alfred Gimeno and Jeff Sergi, or Sergey, or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> We're not pronouncing him right. We're just telling you who it is. Until they, until <laughs> they, uh, you know, contact us and tell us our, the exact pronunciation, and we don't forget it, and, <laughs> and we don't forget it, then I will continue to mispronounce names. <laughs> so be it. But <laughs> good, Kelly, uh, tell us what happens here in Frontier Slappy. In Frontier Slappy, Daniel Boone is apparently an expert uh, carpenter, and he knows what trees to turn into, you know, what kind of, of items. And <laughs> he decides he wants Slappy's tree to build a house. And so he starts taking out his axe and cutting down her tree. And as you can imagine, Slappy doesn't like that. So then she becomes his arch nemesis. Yeah. And the two of them go back and forth throughout the whole episode. And, you know, there's lots of the, the visual gags where he tries to blow her up and she blows him up. And uh, he pretends to be a woodpecker. and She pretends to go along with it. 
and then makes him eat bugs, and it's just um, a, a lot of hijinks ensue. Yes, very yes. much. Yeah, it, it, it kind of follows the same formula of, of, of some slappy cartoons that we've seen in the past, mm-hmm. uh, except, you know, it, it did feel fresh. It felt different, and uh, Daniel Boone uh, had a uh, voiced once again by Jim Cummings, uh, who's uh, in both segments today. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of like you, you felt sorry for this guy. He just had a kind of a goofy voice. <laughs> yeah. Kind of sounded, you know, I was, sounds a lot like Pete. I mean, he, he does the voice of uh, Pete, you know, from, uh, from Mickey Mouse, you know, okay, Pete, like the, Goofy's yeah, the, enemy. Yeah. Goofy's. <laughs> Yeah, he's I I don't know Goofy's neighbor, you know the guy, a Mickey Mouse clubhouse guy, you know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but there are a lot of uh, cultural references. I'll try to get through these as quickly as I can. Um, but number one, the song, the Daniel Boone song that they repeat over and over and over again. Daniel Boone was a great big guy, yes, a really big guy. He knocks down trees and fights off bees, so they'll cry. Mm-hmm. I thought they were parroting um, the song Paul Bunyan, like the Disney yeah. thing, but that's actually not what they're parroting at all. There was a 1960s television show called Daniel Boone, and the theme song to that television show is pretty much identical yeah. to this theme. Daniel Boone was a man, yes, a big Both Daniel Boone and uh, Davy Crockett starred Fess Parker. Um, from what I can gather, it looks like Fess Parker was Davy Crockett. And then when that show ended, he transitioned over to Daniel Boone. <laughs> and just he probably, I don't know if he probably wore the same raccoon hat and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the song was like, different. What am I going to do with this clothes? Like, it must have been hard. If that, if that's the case, it must have been hard for him to, you know, for other people perhaps to not call him Davey and call him Daniel or, you mm-hmm. know, like that. Or <laughs> I think there'd be some bloopers out there calling him Davey Crockett or Mr. <laughs> Crockett or something instead. But well, it's it's bad enough because I always mix up Daniel Boone and Davey Crockett on Jeopardy questions. <laughs> Yeah. So who knows what was going on right there. But yeah, there's the whole in color thing. So it's, you know, if you're a baby boomer, you know this, uh, this stuff right here. Mm-hmm. But for us Gen Xers, Gen Ys and, and millennial and stuff like that, it, that's something that is lost. There's a new term now for people born between 77 and 83 called Xennial. Xennial. Okay. Did you, did you see me. that? I saw that today. Like Xennial. I'm an Xennial. <laughs> Sure. That see that makes more. See, I was called Generation Y for a while there, and I'm that was just kind of I don't know. I'll go with Gen X. I don't know if Generation Y even exists anymore. Why? I think it's exactly. (laughs) 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 Well, anyway, uh, so there's a bunch of other things. These singers that come in at the end, and he says you're fired, and uh, everything are the Dover Boys who are in a pretty obscure uh, 1942 Chuck Jones cartoon of the same name. Uh, So I remember seeing that cartoon when I don't exactly know, but I seem to remember it it kind of the Dover boys are uh, 
I just remember it kind of looking like they're in, in Main Street, USA on Disneyland. Like that's just the the time period that those Dover boys are in. And uh, I don't remember anything else from that cartoon, but I know they were in it and <laughs> they look familiar. So there you go. <laughs> uh, Slappy mentions uh, Up With People at one point. And I think Up With People's national office was actually located here in Tucson for a while <laughs> when I was a kid. So uh-huh. Nathan has no idea what Up With People are. Have any, do you remember Up With People at all, Kelly, growing up? No, I saw that in the episode and I, I made a mental note to look it up and I, I forgot <laughs> to do so. Up With People, basically, from what I remember, they basically sang a lot of songs about let's get together and and just every <laughs> every race and every culture and every kind of you know person was represented in this uh, dance group and um i don't know they were just kind of made fun of a lot in the 80s <laughs> because um it was just too saccharine sweet you know for a lot of people um but there you go up with people they're mentioned huh. uh slappy uh at one point says she's unionized you can call her norma ray what do you say? We won't drape. What we want is an eight-hour day. What in blazes are you doing? Call me Norma Ray or Bobbin Ray, but I unionized your team. Uh, who, of course, is a woman who did unionize, uh, you know, people. Okay. Uh, she also <laughs> says you can call me Bobbin Ray, uh, which Bobbin Ray were a comedic group uh, who... Bob, the Bob and the Bob and Ray group is Bob Elliott, and his son is uh, 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 not Sam Elliott, but Chris Elliott. And Chris Elliott is a comedian. He's in many things. He always plays the a creep. Okay, you'd know him if you see him. But I do remember <laughs> Bob and Ray as a kid a little bit. Slappy also calls Daniel Boone Woody at one point. Uh, when he's dressed up as a woodpecker, yeah, uh, which that one almost went by me real quick. Um, and she also mentions one last thing, at least that I'm going to mention, <laughs> which is the flying Walendas. Who is that, Aunt Flappy? Maybe a flying Walenda. I'm not sure. My eyes are bad. And the flying Walendas are a group of, uh, you know, family of tightrope walkers and trapeze people. And they still do their thing. I see them on the Today Show every now and then doing their stuff. So... Wow. So yeah. you can't, you know, you can't go through a Slappy cartoon without numerous references to other stuff because this is all Slappy's been around for a long time. Yeah. She's going to compare you to other since stuff. Since the frontier ages, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Well, since the Garden of Eden, I think. <laughs> That's true. Slappy <laughs> has been around since the beginning of time. This woman has seen a lot. So, <laughs> well, what do you guys think? What are, what did you guys think about this cartoon? What are your, some of your favorite moments? Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. Um, I really liked the, uh, the singing. Uh, his song going on, how it starts off like it, it reminded me of Mon- Monty Python, basically. Okay, or Sir, Brave Sir Robin. Okay, kind of like Brave Sir, <laughs> kind of like Brave Sir Robin mixed with Amba Lumberjack. Perhaps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it just kind of goes, and uh, by the end, they he's not great. You know, just saying like he gets worse and worse as. Okay, each... yeah, I'm seeing the connection now. Yeah. Daniel Boone was a great big jerk. Yes, a stupid jerk. He had another dumb plan that more than likely wouldn't work. Kelly, what about you? I I thought it was funny when she made him eat the bugs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the manure. And I, and I realize 
I'm I'm actually like I sound I must sound very mean today because like oh I liked it when they knocked the harpist off on the floor <laughs> and I liked it when the guy ate the bugs so but I I, thought, I just thought it was hysterical. <laughs> well, the the slow burn, as they say, for his yeah he eats it like okay sure I'll eat it and then she has to describe what's in it to make his face just turn green. Yeah. There's nothing like dead bugs mixed with manure and served on a big piece of rotten bug, eh, Woody? Daniel Boone was a great big guy. Yes, a big sick guy. He lost his lunch all over the trees and sky. I did notice that uh, Daniel Boone uh, said that he has uh, he's going to build a log cabin for his oxes. I'm going to build me a little log cabin right here. Then a log cabin for my oxes. And I'm like, come on, Daniel. Everyone knows the plural of ox is oxen. Oxen. You know that when you play the game Oregon Trail as a little kid. Yeah. How many oxen are you going to buy? And then you do. By the way, Kelly, I didn't tell you this. Um, my grandfather just gave me his old Apple IIe from that he's, <gasps> that he's had in his office. <laughs> My grandfather, our grandfather just celebrated his 92nd birthday. Oh, you know? wow. And and he has been holding on to this Apple IIe. I remember when he got it back in the 80s. Uh, and he paid back in 1983 or four or whatever. I think he paid $3,000 for it. Wow. Which, that's, that's 1983 money. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> And now, now it's worth like. Three two hundred three hundred dollars or something, if that maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I can't. I wait. think that's about when we get our uh, our our Apple two E. Oh well, I can't wait to. I, I love Carmen San Diego on it. Oh, if I, I didn't know they had that for it. Well, now you're gonna get what? it. Man, I might have that to get was it. The game. That is how I know everything I know about geography. Okay, well, the game for me was Oregon Trail, and I can't wait to get. Well, that, that, was, that was the game too, but but I. I'll, my favorite thing, this is going to sound totally not like me, sarcasm. Um, my favorite <laughs> thing was to go hunting and just like I'd spend like the whole class period <laughs> shooting the animals. And then it's like, you have too many pounds of meat. Yes, you can't you put it in leave here. It. Yeah, you can only take 200 pounds back. But I shot like 20 buffalo. That's fine. Just leave oh, it good. there. It wasn't just me. No, that's no. I, <laughs> I, I remember our teacher had to walk around the computer lab and tell us stop hunting. Like that was the main <laughs> way. Like you have to I keep really moving. I got really good at that. I know. It's like this is the fun part. It's like just toggle around and yeah. shoot. My wife has a my wife has a shirt that's called like uh I think it just says it says uh expert hunter or no it says conservationist on it. <laughs> it says conservationist and it just shows the little pixelated happy faced Oregon Trail hunter in the middle and all uh-huh. dead animals all <laughs> around him. <laughs> And so, yes, I, oh yeah, that was not just you, Kelly. I was, I was, I was Kelly and I, and I've never shot an animal in my life, but it was a lot of fun on the game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe, maybe we were just living vicariously. Yes, exactly. That's how you do it back then in the eighties. So anyway, (laughs) can't wait to get that Apple IIe and uh, my oxen put together. Oh wow. uh, I'm jealous. Yeah. This is how we go off on tangents every now and then. Okay. So anyway. So, um, I don't know. It, it was it was a cute cartoon, a, mm-hmm. a nice sloppy cartoon. A, any other thoughts on this one, guys? I liked how bad his woodpecker outfit was. <laughs> yeah, he was just so in denial about it. Ah, uh, there's no rest for the elderly. Hey, are you Daniel Boone? Shoot, no, I'm a big woodpecker. Get out of here with that woodpecker thing there. You're Boone. 
No, I ain't. My daddy was a big woodpecker and his daddy before him. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a woodpecker. Uh, yeah, because well, he just had feathers, like a few feathers yeah. and a, like a paper nose. Yeah, and that's it. Just... He didn't really... <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good point. Daniel Boone. That's why I like Daniel Boone in this one. Yeah, and that was fun that the and he can hear the singers. I like that. Yeah. Kind of, and like he didn't like how they were making fun of him. Yeah. And, so anyway, I felt sorry for him. I mean, much more than Walter Wolf or anything like that, because he just had a gullible kind of thing. I mean, yeah, he just he seemed he's running around the place just chopping down trees as many as he can. He just and, seemed excited. I think it was just the time <laughs> period, you know, just Yeah. Anyway, so Good cartoon. Well, let's go ahead and get over to our water tower rating, right? Yeah. All right, guys, out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give today's episode? Kelly, let's start with you. I would give it a strong three. It was uh, fun. I, I love the rhyming um, in the the beanstalk episode and, and how it was a parody of Green Eggs and Ham. And and I loved all the singing in Frontier Slappy. All right. And Nathan, what about you? I'll give it four water towers all because right. I enjoyed both uh, cartoons. And uh, yeah, it was a good episode, I think. So. All right. And uh, yeah, I, I think... Uh, I'll give it four as well because uh, I I just really liked the it was it was a great example of the Warners doing a parody of a a story that we're familiar with and uh, the Slappy cartoon was a really really solid Slappy yeah, Squirrel so, better than average I think I think so yeah so I'm gonna give it a four uh, Water Tower rating as well so there we have it. Hello, listener. This is Jess Harnell, the voice of Wacko and Animaniacs, and you're listening to Animania Cast, which is the best thing you could possibly listen to, especially if you're not wearing pants. I'd love to go on talking to you, but I can't because I've got a potty emergency. See you later. Well, now it's time to go ahead and go to our poll results from last. Well, it wasn't last week. It was a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> but Nathan, what uh, exactly did uh, we ask the audience? So this was all the way back in Christmas, if you remember, about <laughs> seven months ago. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. No? No, this was just a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. It was our Christmas episode. That's yes. right. Okay, so the question <laughs> was, what is the best holiday episode so far? And the choices were Halloween, because that was a, uh, that's a holiday. And yes. there's also uh, Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. That's another holiday. And there's also <laughs> Christmas, which is also a holiday. So, uh, so, so we had, like, basically, which is your first, your best the best episode? Yeah. So we had the Dracula ones. Mm-hmm. We had... Uh, the turkey one. Miles Standish. Mm-hmm. And then, and we, then had, we had... We had kind of both Christmas yeah. episodes. Whichever one you want to call it a Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. exactly. Uh, so uh, Thanksgiving comes in last with 8%. There, all right. People are not thankful for that episode. Apparently not. And Halloween, twenty-eight percent. So people weren't too scared to vote for that one. <laughs> and number one is sixty-four percent with Christmas, and of course, because everyone loves Christmas with presents and all that. <laughs> exactly. So, all right. <laughs> Very cool, Nathan. Thank you so much for that poll. And let's go ahead and get to our poll question. For this week, what do we got? Okay, so the question is, what is the best Slappy commercial so far? 
commercial? Yeah, remember these little commercials at the beginning of each of these uh, Animaniacs episodes? Okay. So the T-Fury ones don't count, so okay. we can't vote for those. No, the, yeah, we have not had any for Slappy Squirrel. <laughs> hey, they need to put, those designers need to start making Slappy Squirrel car- yeah. uh, t-shirts, but okay, go ahead. So we have the Slapper, which is a parody of the Clapper. Yes. We have Buttermilk makes a butter body bitter, <laughs> yes. which is a, a parody of Milk. And we also have the Brandomaniacs from today's episode, so... So three very funny commercials. This is yeah. a, this is going to be an interesting poll because each one of them is, uh, I don't know, each one's very funny. So we'll just have to see. Oh. Head on over to twitter.com slash Animaniacast or simply head to Twitter and type in the hashtag, hashtag Animaniacast poll and you can make your voice heard. Well, let's go ahead and get straight on over to some... Uh, contact information. <laughs> so tell us, Kelly, where can people go online if they'd like to get in contact with you and say hi? They can contact me at Twitter at Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S, or email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com. And Nathan, what about you? You can only find me on Twitter, folks. Jingo <laughs> FT, that's me. Yeah, I, I wish I could find you someplace else, Nathan, nope. but I can only find you on Twitter. <laughs> and and uh, as of this recording, Nathan's up to, like, what, 52, 53 followers? What? No, 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 half that. No, it's about 33, 33. I think. 33! <laughs> so we got to get up, we gotta get Nathan Bless up to... Bless your heart. Exactly. Let's get Nathan up to 50 uh, by, by the, the end, end of, of the day. By the end of the day, people. Otherwise, he will be crying all night. So and it happens anyway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, you can also get in contact with the Animaniacast <laughs> by going to Twitter or going to Facebook or Instagram. Uh, and, of course, you can also try email as well. We are Animaniacast at RetroZap.com. And speaking of RetroZap.com, you should head over to RetroZap because... At RetroZap.com, you can see a ton of articles and videos and a full podcast network, including many different podcasts, such as the ArgCast, Beltway Banthas, Brews and Blasters, Classic Marvel Star Wars Comics, the DeuceCast Movie Show, DuneCast, Kanata's Castle, The Sandcrawler, Skywalking Through Neverland, Starship Sabres and Scoundrels, Talking Apes TV, Techno Retro Dads, The Trade Federation, we know nothing, and I believe we have a new podcast as well called The Dork Lair, I believe is what it's called. <laughs> and it's actually really good. It's about the Star Wars figure arts uh, figures. Uh, it's, a good, it's a good thing. So head on over to RetroZap.com. You will not be disappointed. Okay. Uh, oh, and one more thing. Hey, go to Animaniacast.com. You can see a full listing of our previous shows. Uh whole 50 something of them right yeah 51 <laughs> plus 51 plus check them out <laughs> over at animaniacast.com well that'll be it for today's episode so for nathan and kelly this is joey saying good night everybody good night everybody good night this podcast is not endorsed by warner brothers or amblin entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only animaniacs the warner brothers logo all names pictures and sounds of the animaniacs characters or any other animaniacs related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of warner brothers amblin entertainment or their respective trademark and copyright holders all original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the animaniacast unless otherwise indicated i gotta get up and go 